Hi there, I'm Becky Hammond, founder and strengths maven over at eSogo and eSogoStrong.com. You already know that relationships are hard at home and at work, so let's make them easier with your strengths. And welcome to the eSogo TV video and audio podcast where you get to fuel family connection and work energy by focusing in on your strengths instead of fixating on your weakness. And today you are listening in on episode 91. And just like the last episode, I am super stoked about this one as well. It's part of the four part series called Leaders Who Give a Damn, all about effective, inspiring leadership. You know, when you think about leadership and the leaders that you have had, there are likely a few people who come to your mind and some of them may be really, really good and others, well, they may have left a mark in a different way. That's why leadership and the application of the strengths movement to the way that you lead is so, so important. It impacts people's lives. Over this series, I partnered with Murray Guest, and if you know him at all, you know that he is a genius on leadership. Organizations from his home country of Australia and around the world bring Murray into their organizations to help them thrive. And he does that by focusing in on their leaders and the culture that those leaders create. He's an uber expert and we are thrilled to partner as we talk about some aspects of leadership that are perhaps the least talked about, yes, yet they have the opportunity to be the most impactful in your role as a leader. So whether you're in that role as a leader now or it's you in the future, this series is for you. And he's interviewing me today, so how's that for a change up? (laughs) Today we get into how you show up as a leader what impacts the way you show up, and why that even matters. We chat about your family, your health, your commute into work, and even about the status of your messy desk. It's a great one with real takeaways that you can apply right away. So let's dive into this conversation about leaders who give a damn. Hi, Becky. Great to talk to you again about another very important leadership conversation. And we are talking about how you show up at work. Hmm. Well, awesome to be here. I'm glad that we get to have these conversations. Kind of fun. Yeah. And like you've mentioned many times, these are the topics which get less of a focus, but are still so important. And quite often areas which people aren't taking the time out to really invest in and understand for themselves. Hmm. And how you shop at work really does start at home, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, if, if there was one topic that I would be particularly passionate about, it would be this, just the kind of ripple effect of our personal lives. We don't live our lives in silos. We live our lives all kind of interconnected and joined together. That's why this whole concept of work-life balance isn't really a thing, you know, because mm-hmm. our work and our home, they're, they affect each other. And if we, if we think that they don't, then we're just kind of kidding ourselves and we're not allowing ourselves access to some of our our most kind of foundational founding elements as a leader. Yeah. Well, I, let's put it another way. If you are a leader that thinks that those um, two areas of someone's life don't interact, mm. what type of leader are you? Mm. Are you a human focused leader? Are you someone that really <laughs> people? And I think what you're saying is we are people at heart. We are leading humans, aren't we? Yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. You're right. I didn't, I actually hadn't thought of it quite like that. It's like, if you don't care, well, not that you don't care, but if you don't feel like your relationships that you have at home are impacting the relationships that you have at work or, or the relationship with your spouse, 
it doesn't impact the relationship with your kids. Like, like all those relationships impact each other. Um, and so, yeah, if you're, if you're a, a leader who cares about people, then you're going to be a leader, a, a person, a human who cares about the status of their relationship, other relationships in their life. Yeah. Um, okay. So to kick this off a bit further, when we talk about showing up, what do you think about that? What comes to mind when we think about how we show up? Hmm. So I think about, um, I think about our relationships. So I think about those that are kind of outside of the work environment. I think about how we treat our health. I think about, um, the status kind of the, the status of our environment, you know, what is how we're, how we're how we're working and the how our inbox looks and how our desk looks like how how does that impact it and then also just kind of how you show up for meetings so i think um there's some things to unpack in in each of those that would be kind of fun to chat about today yeah of course so the first one that you talk about our health and of course that is so important about how we're investing in our health day in day out to be at our best as a leader um any stories uh that you um, can think of that are so important um, to share right now about how have people have invested in their health to be the best leader they can be? Yeah. You know, unfortunately, I think it's the opposite stories that stick in our heads. Um, I suppose once that leader has gotten to the other side, then maybe there's a, there's a, there's a good thing to, to share about it. Um, I, the person who comes to my mind is um, a gal and she was actually a young leader. So she was in her mid twenties. And she was committing everything to her role and to her work. She has just a high sense of ownership for what she does. Um, always saying yes. People always um, feeling like she was reliable. So she got lots of things to do to be reliable about. And um, she also held, hold, um, just intuitively holds an emotional weight of the room mm -hmm. around her. And yeah. so um, after a while she started to not only just feel stressed, you know, you can feel stressed at work. I think we do. I think it's natural and stress is a natural part of life. There's no such thing as not having any stress in your life. Um, you've stopped living once you've had, you don't have any stress, you know? <laughs> um, but, uh, what she, she had such stress that she started to have these physical symptoms. Her hair started falling out. Um, she, her knees started hurting kind of unexplainably. She would go to the doctor yeah, wow. and um, they would say, there's nothing wrong with your knees. She's like, well, I can't walk up my stairs. Mm. And so only when she got to the point of, of, of a real breaking point, did she start to make any changes. Um, she said the most, one of the most visceral moments of her uh, kind of work and health experience was she, she was, you know, 25, her hair was falling out. She yeah, wow. was about to get married and her fiance had to carry her up the stairs because her knees hurt so badly. And it was at the moment when he was carrying her up the stairs, she's like, this is not, it's not supposed to be this way. The only place you're ever supposed to carry me, carry me is across the threshold. You know, like yes, yes, it's yes. not supposed to be that you, that I can't make it up the stairs. And so only at that point did she say, I need to make a significant change. Um, and she did. And she, when she made a, when she finally made a change and readjusted the way that she was approaching her work and her role as a leader, um, those things started to turn around. And so the things that the doctors were like, we have no idea how to explain this. They went away because mm. she adjusted her role, um, as a leader and started to invest in, um, 
gets kind of it's symbiotic, right? She invested in her health by investing in the way that she was focusing on her job and she was investing in her job by the way she was focusing on her health. She started to put that first and realizing it was going to affect the way that she showed up as a leader. And, um, and she was really able to find a role that made her feel successful and happy and then also healthy as well. Yeah, okay. Oh, wow. And that, that story sounds like that, that lady, that leader was very close to burnout, if not was actually yeah. burnout, adrenal fatigue, um, in a, in a really bad way, as you're saying. And actually when you mentioned that she was 25, I thought, wow, that's just such a young age for that impact on her physically, mentally, emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me that just in her career yeah. from the, the work she was doing. Yeah. Yeah. And it reminds me that just recently the World Health Organization, just this year, I think, create, said that um, burnout is now an official, officially diagnosed disease and epidemic mm. in our culture that um, we're, we, are li- we are driving ourselves into the ground and we're not creating a healthier environment. And as a result, we're not creating um, foundations of better leadership. And I, the bit that I think that stands out from that story too, is the cycle that that leader was in. Mm. And, and I can imagine there was times there where it was just so hard or felt so hard for her to break out of that cycle. Totally. Yeah. Going round and round. Exactly. You, you're doing what you've always done because you've always done it. Right. And so it's really hard to break out of that cycle. It's hard to, uh, it's it's hard to see the smaller symptoms and the smaller signs of, for mm. example, in health as being warning signs. Um, the only when you're getting carried up the stairs are you realizing like, oh man, I need to make a change. Um, but what if as leaders, we could adjust our mindset to say, this is going to, this this little tiny tickle of a problem is going to, is eventually going to impact me. So what can I do to change that now? Because guaranteed it would have been way easier for her to change that way back when she was first noticing like extra hair in her hairbrush. than if then when she got all the way down the road and she was so far into it physically and in her role as leader. Yeah. And as leaders, um, we play a very important role in a leadership role around identifying when those changes are happening in the people that we lead and also our peers and us, not just ourselves and about how we are, you know, supporting them and maybe doing, uh, maybe providing some coaching to support uh, those people around us as well. Um, before it's in that situation, before it goes down that far. Yeah. Leaders have told me, you know, as kind of by way of an excuse for one of their employees behavior, they have a lot going on at home. Mm. Um, and, you know, we kind of intuitively know this, but we don't, but then, but then what do we do with that as a leader to enable our people to make some of those changes before it gets too far? You know, and, and sometimes we can see it, I think, in our in physical manifestations or physical things that are happening. So recently, our son, literally last week, our son broke his leg and it was easy for me to then say, okay, therefore I'm going to cancel meeting. I'm going to be fully present with them. But when there's something kind of emotional or when it's a smaller thing, that's kind of a tickle, it's, it's, it's harder to do. And it's harder to let your uh, employees do Mm. as well. And to let your team, to let your team really be fully present in that physical home relationship that they need to be with. Yeah, and I think that's a really good example of the difference in leaders who really care about their people and pick up um, those early single signals and take action on those. And I was actually just thinking about in business, um, 
uh, leaders um, provide reports, they measure how the business is performing in so many different areas, so many different metrics, and then they take action if those metrics aren't being delivered on. Right. And they don't wait until, let's say, the sales are a quarter of the sales that they would um, be liking, that they're achieving, that they're aiming for, um, and then take action. They take action if it's starting to drop down. What do we need to do to increase our marketing, for example? So I think that's a, a, a way to think about our role as leaders for the people we lead, that we don't take action when it's at that moment of you know hair falling out and need to be lifted up the stairs. Right. But how do we take action sooner on those little signals which are saying something's not quite right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I, it's, it's, I think it's a re, I, we reiterate, like it's, it's not an easy thing to do. It's not just saying like, oh, okay, now that I know that we can do it because it does impact, you know, who's going to take care of this project and who's going to, you know, you know, carry this through. Well, we did have that meeting and now we can't, or now it has to be re, you know, rescheduled or given to somebody else. Um, so it's not always, it's not just because we know it to be true. It doesn't mean it's always an easy thing. Mm. Um, and I think as leaders surrounding ourselves with people who can help us have those insights and see where it's really going to make a difference and where it's not. Um, I think that starts to be key in, in being able to address some of these small tickles that are eventually going to add up, but right now don't feel like much. Got you. I just want to check in also, uh, Becky, what are your perspectives on when we talk about leaders and how they show up? What do you think, the the level of um the role or the responsibility is in a leader hmm. in how they influence the culture and how they show up what do you yeah. think you know i was just ta- speaking with a, a leader who um was talking about a trickle-down culture so you know there's this concept of trickle-down economics and she's like i i just really believe that the culture that I set in my own life, the priorities that I set in my own life, and then that I enable my direct leaders to do, you know, she's the leader of a large organization. um, And so she's the leader of leaders, the way they interact and the way that they show up is going to impact the culture of the organization because it trickles down, it triple it, everything trickles down from the top. Um, The you as a leader, and the way you show up, creates an environment for the people that are around you. Um, and it, I mean, it can, it can even be the little things, you know, I mentioned like, you know, what does your desk look like? And what does your inbox look Mm -hmm. like? Um, it, it it impacts not only your own sanity and well-being as a leader, but then also what, uh, what the culture and the environment feels like for the people that you're leading as well. Yeah. What standards you're setting for those that you lead. Yeah in the way that you are organizing your, your time, yourself, your desk, your area, and the energy you're bringing to work each day. So if you're coming into work, um, let's just say on time, but in a, in a rush state, hastily, in a very yeah. stressed state and hastily, and, and it may be a bit short with other people, you're saying this is the way we're going to work around here. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't say that, right? You're, yeah. just, you're just, you're exhibiting it. I mean, it's kind of like, imagine like a, a parent and a child and it's like, the kids are arguing and then the parent comes in and is like, stop yelling. You know, it's like, Hmm, what, you know, are, are things caught or taught? And I think mm-hmm. in this type of situation and your presence of mind and how you're showing up as a leader, um, that's caught, that's not taught. Um, that is not something you, you can say it as much as you want, but if you're not living it, then it's not actually going to become a part of the fabric of your culture. Yeah, I also think that whether you like it or not, as a leader, you're on show. 
Yeah. Yes. It comes with the role, comes with that, um, that title, comes with that, that level of responsibility that you have a um, opportunity to influence um, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You, you are influencing whether you say you are or not. <laughs> so um, what do you think are some of the important things for people to consider um, as leaders for them to show up the best they can? Yeah. So I, uh, one of the things I think, besides the fact that I, I full heartedly believe that everything starts at home, um, you know, that your relationships are in a, in such a place that you, sh that you can feel emotionally ready to engage with your team. So we'll start with that. Then I think there's some of the more, the littler things that you can do in your role to really make sure kind of have a, um, a dialogue, a little pause with yourself before you do certain things or set up certain processes. Um, I worked with a leader a few years ago who was not getting out on time um, every day. You know, every day. So if you don't get out on time every day, it means that you actually that that isn't the time that you work through anymore, right? Um, but it was affecting his family. It was affecting the way um, that he was able to interact with them. Uh, he was feeling behind at work at the same time because when he would leave, he there was always more to be done. Which Yep. let's just pause there to say there is always more to be done, right? Like it's yeah, not yeah. that you ever get to the end of a checklist, even for those, you know, high achievers out there. Um, and, but finally he would just kind of get exasperated. He'd pick up and leave. And then the next morning he would be greeted with a project or a process um, and team members kind of ready to talk about some of these things. And it would start him off mentally right where he left off, stressed out, unproductive, um, and as we were able to kind of unpack this together, um, when we got to the root of it, um, he realized that he, based on the way that he was wired, does better when um, he gets home on time. So when he gets home on time, everything at home feels better and he feels better about the choices that he has made. And then he also feels better when he's planned for the next day. And so mm -hmm. he implemented this really simple notebook system that was at the end of the day, I'm going to write down everything that I want to start doing the next day um, uh, so that he would have mental clarity when he got yep. in. And so not only did it make him feel better in the moment because he now has like, whew, okay, I know I'm not going to drop the ball on something. I know that this stuff is going to get done because the to-do list is never finished. Um, but I have now a list of where I need to start the next day, who I need to talk to when I, when I first get here in the morning. Um, so it created this amazingly clear headspace when he was leaving helped him to leave more on time to that what that impacted his family relationships so he's connecting more with them they feel happier about the time that he's getting home and then he has this mental clarity for the next day um, when he starts he can really hit the ground running and he doesn't get that like stressed crazy feeling um when when he's starting the day as well yeah i think there's a really good lesson in there isn't there around that preparation Mm. And that planning, yet we seem to um, easily forget to do in a leadership position. But how, as your example shows, how powerful that can be when you take the time out to prepare for the next day, the next week, and what that brings in that clarity and that organization and reducing the stress. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think the busyness, we've talked about this, um, is, is a play, it's a plague of our, or of our world um, and our business world, especially. And mm. I think that we say as leaders, like, well, I'm too busy to 
pause at the end of my day and make a list of things to do the next day. I'll just start where I left off. But really what you're doing is creating a less productive environment for yourself and you're creating more stress um, in, in your life by not having, um, by not taking that pause. And so really you're wasting more time than you're actually gaining by skipping that step of taking a breath, pausing, reflecting on what did I do? Let's celebrate that. And then what am I, do I need to still do tomorrow? What's, what takes priority? You've reminded me of a leader I'm working with at the moment and every Friday afternoon for him is development time and planning time. Hmm. And it's such a powerful, simple thing he's implemented and he's a young leader and a, a very effective leader who's going to go um, places. That's for sure. Hmm. And what he does is every Friday he says, this is my time for my own development. Hmm. It's not the whole day. It's the afternoon, right. but also what, what's gone well that week and what's the focus the following week. And by implementing that, he's saying that is my time. Unless there's a major emergency, he is, true to giving himself that time every week. Wow. Wow. And that, and that's a commit. I mean, it's a commitment, right? I think a lot of people will say, wait an entire afternoon. Like, how could I do that? But I, I could imagine having just a really fun conversation with him about all the productivity and thoughtfulness and ideas and aha moments that he's had in those, that, that half of a day that he would have never otherwise had if he was just kind of going through the motions. Mm, totally. Totally yeah. agree. Um, I'm also thinking about the journey to work that people do every mm. morning or the yeah. journey home and how are they spending that as leaders, which influences how they show up. Just wondering what's your thought on that one? Yeah. Yeah. I love when I hear that people have a morning routine or they have a way that they are kind of getting their mind into uh, in their mind ready to enter into work and enter into the office. Um, because that absolutely impacts, I mean, it literally impacts how you show up that day um, because of the, the inputs that you're receiving. So if you are on a stressful call or you're continuing your stressful conversation with your partner, as, you know, you're like, I'm, I can't talk to you about this right now. I'm going to call you on the way. Then, and then you get off the phone and you walk right in. You're going to have this uh, uh, there'll be a visceral reaction to you when you walk yeah, in the room yeah. because you're going to be, you have this emotional weight that you're carrying with you. Um, whereas if you decide to, um, you know, I use, I use an app that's kind of like a prayer and meditation app that I just find, man, if I don't start my day with that, then I'm, I'm a little bit off. Um, I know uh, a leader that I worked with, he worked in a certain industry, a certain space. He had a couple podcasts that he would listen to on the way into work that, um, you know, had 45 minute drive. And he would say, I would, I'm just committing to myself for my own, you know, leadership and learning uh, in this space, but also to get myself in the mindset to know I'm not thinking about home right now. I'm thinking about what's most important for my team and, and what types of conversations I'm going to be having today. Mm. Um, I, when I think about this, I think about it kind of like, like a physician. Cause I think sometimes as a leader, it can be hard to, to visualize how we walk in the room matters as much as like, well, I'm just walking to my office. Well, if you, you know, think about like when you're sitting in a doctor's office waiting for your physician to come in, um, and the second they open the door, you can kind of tell how it's going to go. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you, are they frazzled? Are they kind of like talking to you like as they're in the middle of a thought? Are they, are they there saying, so, um, you know, flipping through things, why are we here together today? 
you know, or, or do they come in prepared? They look at you in the eye. They say, Hey, Murray, you are here today. I understand that there's some things going on. Tell me about that. That makes all the difference in how you expect that conversation to go. And then actually how it is going to go because you feel more connected, more fully present, like, like they care. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, as a leader, you can do that as well. I, you know, I had, <laughs> I had a leader as a, as a young um, salesperson and this, he, he was never prepared for meetings. He would always walk in and be like, so what are we talking about today? You know, it's like, it, it just makes you feel like they don't care. Yeah, and yeah. They're not really showing up with their full, um, their full readiness for you. Um, like, like kind of like you're wasting, wasting their time instead of that you're a valuable asset to them. Yeah, I, I actually can imagine in that situation, there's a flow and effect for every meeting that you would probably not get inspired or encouraged to prepare for the meeting. Mm-hmm. And you probably not have, um, uh, I, I guess, not starting to treat those meetings with much value either. And so that would be the cycle that's starting to develop. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because when he walks in not prepared as a leader, then I know, well, there's not really, I, he's not going to hold me accountable to anything. Yeah he doesn't even remember what he asked me last time. And so, you know, he's not only eventually six months down the line, he's like, I'm, I asked somebody for that report. It's like, yeah, well you never followed up and asked for it again. And you showed that you didn't do, you weren't tracking. And so what am I going to do? I'm not going to spend my time doing something for a leader that doesn't, it doesn't feel like they're really invested in that same thing. No, no, that's a good point. So Becky, to help us, I guess, hone in and wrap up some of the key things that people could take from this conversation to help them think about how they're showing up. What would be a couple of key takeaways, do you think? Um, You know, I, I think as I reflect, there's like, there's a few questions that maybe as leaders we could ask our, ask ourselves Um, because each of these little aspects that we've talked about, of course, this isn't, this isn't all of them and it's not all the, the variables that impact the way you show up, but for each of us, we kind of all have a different thing, a different thing that impacts the way we show up. So I think it's about asking ourselves real questions, tough questions, maybe even being able to have conversations with people that are around you. You know, what is distracting you? Yeah. Um, and really be honest with yourself. Is there something that's distracting you? Um, why are you agitated? So as a leader, is there anything that you just feel like you're walking in with? You know, it's like either it's your, your desk and being crazy and you're not leaving on time and you, you left your, you know, you left your to-do list a mess or is it really something that's outside of, is your health? Is it your, is it your home? Um, is there anything underlying that agitation when, what would, what would that be? Um, and then I think just kind of a general question is, do you even know how you're showing up? Mm. Do you know as a leader, um, what your presence does to impact, um, the people that are around you and just taking um, a, some time to, to reflect on that and to think about it. Um, and maybe even, you know, being as bold and vulnerable to ask some of the people that are on your team, you know, I, what do you think my presence does to impact the way things are? Like, does it make things better or does it sometimes make things a little bit more tense? Um, you know, uh, trying to understand, you know, how people are affected by you. I think that's a powerful action that someone could take, isn't it? Asking people for their feedback. What are their perceptions of how you're showing up as a leader and what's it? And and then listen, really listen to that and take on board that feedback. 
Yeah. It's hard to not respond, right? But to listen and not respond and just kind of soak yeah. it in and then respond later. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic, Becky. Great talking to you through this important element of being a leader who makes a difference and one that people follow and about uh, that greater awareness of how you show up and the, the elements that can influence how you show up every day in your, in your working environment. I'm glad that we got to have this conversation today. Thanks for leading Thank us along. All right. Bye. How you show up. Yep. Leaders, that is where it's at. Because you know, leaders that others are excited to work for and to follow truly are those who care about how they show up. They bring a consciousness to the impact their own physical and emotional states have on their team and then the culture and environment that they create as a result. So as your virtual coach today, I would challenge you just to ask yourself some of those questions that we talked about. How are people affected by the way you show up and what might be distracting you from showing up well or better? Often, um, it's also, it's hard to assess. Am I really a leader who gives a damn, who cares about people and inspires them to follow? So Murray and I put together a leaders who give a damn quiz to help you zero in on where you're at as a leader. Are you a leader who gives a damn or somewhere else along the spectrum? So you can pop over to that quiz at leaderswhogiveadam.com slash quiz. Again, that's leaderswhogiveadam.com slash quiz. And as a leader who gives a damn, you can be a part of creating thriving lives, families, and workplaces across the entire world. I really believe that. Because when you orient your mind towards what's strong about you and the people around you, and you truly care about them, great things happen. And hey, also, could you help us spread the message? If you believe in the strengths perspective or if part of you was impacted by this conversation about leadership today, would you head over to iTunes and leave a rating? And if you're feeling inspired, a short review there would be so helpful too. <laughs> so thanks so much for helping get the word out about leaders who give a damn. And thanks for being with Murray and I today. And I hope that you join me for more next time on Isogo TV.